0: You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team
1: every day. In a minute, we live. We live. We live. <laughs> It's
0: Locked On Hornets. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network. Thanks for making Locked On Hornets your first listen every day. We are free and available in all platforms. And you can follow me on Twitter at Walker Mail. Follow the show handle on Twitter at Locked On Hornets. And just like we did last week, this Wednesday, we're going to welcome Wes Bryant, the Bally Sports Charlotte Hornets insider, back to the show, making it his first repeat visit. And I'm excited to have him on once again. Wes, how are you doing, man?
1: What's going on, man? Ready to talk a little bit about these Hornets. It's tough times right now in yeah. Bud City.
0: Time to get back on track, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. It's
0: about that time. You can follow Wes on Twitter, at Uh Wes, as you mentioned, it's been a problem the last five games. We'll get into that in just a moment. I also want to get into tonight's game between the Hornets and the Memphis Grizzlies. But we've talked a lot about the issues this week. I know that you have not been on these games. You've been working home, right? You go to the Spectrum Center, and that's where you stay, and you work alongside Ashley Shammity. And so I don't have any list to ask you about. Like we haven't, get, we haven't We haven't been able to see some of those lists that you put up that I want to talk to you about. So I guess we have to talk about how the Hornets can get back on track what are some of the things that you noticed as to why the Charlotte Hornets have been struggling uh, in this five game losing streak?
1: Yeah, the big thing is I try to stay very you know, active. I watch every road game and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm into it. I've been up, especially on this West Coast road trip. Been oh, it's been 31 o'clock watching these basketball games. But the big thing is just, you know, the struggles on defense continue playing against some some Teams, you know, every team has star players. But going out to Sacramento, giving up 140 and just Mm -hmm. having trouble stopping dribble drive. and Teams are just driving and kicking. And when their shooters are hot, I mean, the Hornets are just having a tough time um, from a rotational perspective, stopping people. Um, Then you run into problems like against the Clippers. Well, I thought they had that one in the bag uh, midway through the fourth quarter. And then a lid just goes on the basket. Uh, at the end of that game, and then you can't get stops when you need to there when you're going through a drought. And then you go to the Lakers and play them, and kind of the same thing when you need buckets in overtime, you have a tough time getting that coming down the stretch late in those games situationally, trying to figure out okay, how do we want to attack this when we're down three, when we're down two, down four. So it's just a young team in my perspective that they do have some vets, but then it just seems like it's one or two things that just come up short in key situations for this team that they have to get rectified if they want to get some victories. I think they can, but it's just a, a case of a team just still trying to find this identity and lock it in. My well, car,
0: Yeah. 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 There you go. That's excellent. <laughs> right. like, you're a professional, yeah. man. That's why we have you on, <laughs> but you're right. And I talked about this with Nick Carboni yesterday, just the clutch moments, not being there nearly as much. We gave the stat mm-hmm. where last year they were second in offensive rating in the clutch times this year, they're 22nd, right? It's a huge drop-off. The Hornets the last two years have been very good in those types of moments. But what has been weird is that they have been a really young basketball team the last years too, right? Where here they are. I think they sport the fifth youngest roster in all of the NBA, but as you mentioned, they do have some veterans, Gordon Hayward, Terry Rozier, a couple you look to first and foremost, but even the last couple of seasons, yeah, they, they had those guys on the roster too. But even before that, it was Devontae Graham that really came onto the scene and that was shooting very well from deep and the Hornets would find ways to win. And it was weird, especially the second half of that season, two years ago, when the Hornets, it seemed like they were trying to tank a little bit, throwing Jalen McDaniels his rookie season out there. They were they were throwing out the young guys, but they kept winning and they kept winning in crunch time situations. Like, oh wait, you know th- this team is way ahead of schedule, and now you're seeing that come back to them. And I think what you need to see, Wes, is guys like Lamello, Miles, still young basketball players, but it's the fact that they're not only. Yeah, they've got some experience. Miles going to his fourth year, I guess that's maybe you could say he's transitioning into being a veteran, but also he's trying to learn how to be a different type of basketball players in the player in that situation, right? Like here's Lamelo. Okay, now we're going to have to rely on you to score in these situations. Miles Bridges, now you're the guy in these types of situations in order to help us go further. And I think that's what they're trying to learn make these smart decisions, make key buckets, especially when a Rogier has been out, like we addressed. And I think it's that step, that level that these young players are trying to take that really has hurt them in those clutch moments you just mentioned.
1: Yeah, because I think it's kind of like a a progression, like for a quarterback in football, it's like when we're down three late, if we're down too late, what's the progression of guys we want to go to is is Rozier going to be the first option? Is Miles going to be the first option? Is Melo going to be the first option? Okay, if they have him covered, who's the next guy that we want to go to? Like, who's going to be the guy to take those shots? And so I think that's, that's what you've been seeing. And, and then also, too, just a little bit of an, I guess you could call it an identity crisis from home and away. At home, they move the basketball very well. They play very efficient basketball when you're talking assisted turnovers. And then it's like in these road games like Golden State, I saw a lot of I felt like it was a little too much one on one basketball out there where it was give it to this guy and let him see what he can do with the basketball and give it to that guy and see what uh, he can do. And I was like, well, where's this team that's coming down and, you know, passing the basketball all over the place and. They're finding the open shooter. And Golden State was so good defensively, but also the Hornets, too. Defensively, they struggle so much, and they're an opportunistic defense. They thrive off of turnovers. you making mistakes. If they can't do that, then you're probably going to get a bucket. And so that's what we've seen when they're playing teams who are taking care of the basketball. Then it's like, okay, well, where's the defense going to come from if we can't get that steal of, Yeah.
0: It's a great point because I remember even in that, that write-up Rob Mahoney had of LaMelo ball for the ringer who everybody prays. It was such a good write-up. So shouts to Rob Mahoney, but he put out that, that quote from LaMelo where it said, if you asked him how many transition possessions he'd want to have out of a hundred in a game, he'd said a hundred, all of them. I'd rather, I'd play in transition all the time. And so, you know, when he's more comfortable in that, in that scenario, Than when they're not getting those steals and LaMelo goes for a steal and misses, you know, he's got good defensive instincts, but I think it's the acting on him all the time. And we've discussed this a lot over the past couple of years, too, just while he's been a Hornet, you can see how smart he is reading players and where they're going to go with the pass. But sometimes he comes up empty handed and then the Hornets are playing five on four never a good fit. It's not, it's not a great defensive situation for them. And so, you know, LaMelo is trying to, to learn that as the years go on, but you're right when they're not forcing turnovers, you know, that's, that's, that really hurts their offense too, you know, and, and they've given up 126 to the Lakers in OT, but 126 is a lot, no matter how you slice it. 120 yeah. to the Clippers, 140 to the Kings, 114, 113 is on the low end in what they've been allowing here. Like that, that's a problem. You can't have to score. 120 to win these games and that's been what's uh, required of them and and they have been doing it and that's why here they are with two
1: games uh now below 500 and the most important thing is playoff basketball is all about half court basketball teams are going to figure you out figure out Mm -hmm. your tendencies they're going to make you play uncomfortable basketball and for the hornets the main thing with them is finding that half court identity like what do they As we said, that progression, that order, when we come down on a given possession, we know LaMelo is the one that stirs the drink. So he's going to come and he's going to do his dribble drive penetration and he's going to find guys with his great vision. But it's like when we really need to get a basket, how are we going to accomplish that? Like what is our rock solid game plan that when all else fails, this is how we get points. Because as you said to LaMelo's point, he wants to play possession basketball all the time. But in the playoffs, you can't do that. Like you're gonna have times where you can oh, do man, that, but yeah. playoffs is all about situational basketball. What can you do when it's, when teams are really especially look at the Hornets perspective? More than likely you're going to be the lower seed in your in your series that you're gonna play at this point. So you're going to be playing one of the better teams in the league that's going to be really good offensively and probably pretty good at a minimum defensively. And so when you're not able to get those steals and when you have to come down, and you're not going to be in transition every game, There may be a game or two or three maybe in a playoff series where you're really playing your style, where you really impose your will. But for the most part, we all know playoff basketball is about the half court. So the Hornets have to find that identity as well. They got to be able to do that.
0: Yeah, uh, it's a great point. You know, it bogs down, it gets ugly. And, uh, Charlotte Hornets in the half court. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, teams are too smart coaches are too smart players are too they're not going to let you just run on them all day long there are times where you're just going to be too athletic but we know how that goes as the season progresses let's take a break and then come back we have more Wes bryant coming with us in one more segment i do want to talk about built bar i love thanksgiving all the good food all the good treats plenty of them but maybe you want a yummy dessert that isn't so full of calories and sugar that's the perfect time for built bars built bar is the new holiday dessert you can feast on something delicious and feel good about it only 130 calories in so many of their Built Bars. Low in sugar, but high in protein and high in fiber. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCK15, and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Speaking of Lamello, let's talk about him compared to another Young point guard, and which one you'd rather have, which one you think might have the better career going forward? Going to play them tonight. We'll talk about that <laughs> coming up next on the Locked on Hornets podcast. This is Locked on Hornets. Nada, you asked me about why I don't have the sneakers app and asked if it's that I'm too good to have the sneakers app. And no. All right, Wes, they are going to try to get this thing back on track against the Memphis Grizzlies. Another game on this road trip. Grizzlies open up as a a four-and-a-half-point favorite. It's not been very good for Charlotte. At least we get an earlier tip time, though. 8 p.m., that's not bad, considering what we've been getting here uh, recently. Right. I need that. I mean, goodness! The ten, the ten thirty, I think is the latest we got. The ten thirty—that was that was tough to. And then you got
1: overtime on top of (laughs) it,
0: right? So you really had
1: to fight through
0: it. Oh man, you had to fight through it bad. But eight p.m. tonight—that's not awful. As Charlotte tries to get their first win um, in really six games playing, but the two stars. Miles Bridges has tried to come along, but we all know that LaMelo Ball is still going to get more attention with the style that he plays with being the rookie of the year. And same with John Morant, who's been very good this season. You look at last year, shooting kind of went away a little, field goal percentage overall efficiency started to go away. This year, he's come out on a tear. He's been giving you all those exciting points. He's been giving you 26 points per game, 7.2 assists per game Uh, shooting, I think, on 48% from the field, 36 from three, 37 to three, closer to it. Been really impressive from Ja, man. Uh, It should be a fun point guard battle between the two tonight.
1: It certainly should, and this is a matchup if you're a ball. These are the ones that you want to have. These are the ones that you really want to come out and make your bones, so to speak. You want to show everybody, hey, I'm an up-and-coming lion in this league just like this guy, because Ja, I think the big thing for him is that he is starting to figure it out and maybe figuring it out a little bit quicker than LaMelo of controlling the tempo in a basketball game. How does he want to come out and play? What's his personal game plan? Okay, I want to come out. I want to get my teammates involved here. I'm going to decide, okay, now it's it's second quarter. Now I want to impose my will scoring. Now I want to get out and do this and do that. That's where LaMelo is aspiring to get to. He's starting to get there at different times. You see flashes of it, but he has to get to that point like a lot of the stars where he can really control the tempo of a basketball game when he comes out and he can diagnose, okay, what do we need at this moment? Do they need me to score? Do they need me to find these guys? Let me get Terry going. Let me get Mm -hmm. Gordon going. Let me find ways like that. So I think that's the big difference between those two right now is that Josh is a little bit more ahead of the curve. But maybe that's – I mean, maybe you could say that's experience being seasoned in college and coming into the NBA – a little bit more pro-ready, I guess. But then LaMelo played pro basketball for a mm-hmm. long time as well, albeit overseas. But uh, Ja definitely is just one of the top guys in the league. I would still take LaMelo. I'm going to be a homer on that one. But, uh, but yeah, he's got to be ready for that matchup tonight because these are the ones where you make your name.
0: Yeah, and, and I – you know, look, LaMelo, I think we had this conversation last year, just me and Nada, trying to figure out Who are the young stars that you would take above a Lamello? Luka Mm -hmm. Doncic has to be number one, just with the ability that he brings. He's the guy when you, when you discuss the players like under 25, something like that, he's already insane. But then you get to, you know, Zion Williamson with the injuries here recently, that gets real dicey. You know, he was, he was very good. He was probably second on a lot of people's list, but having this injury, the weight gain, we've got weight watch right now on Zion Williamson. So (laughs) maybe you're a little scared. Um, john Morant was somebody that i'd put behind Lamelo. he's there now i mean w- w- the way that he's performed leading a team to a six and four record in the western conference which now i think the east has caught up a little with the west it's not nearly as a big of a gap between the two maybe even the east is better but john has been really impressive i do compare their trajectory and even these teams trajectory west a lot together right because memphis they get in the postseason, they get in the play-in, and then they they find a way to win, and then they get into right. the postseason. Very similar territory to what Charlotte was in last year. Young point guards, just one year ahead is Ja above a Lamello, but just one year ahead, and now you're seeing him blossom into understanding the game more, understandably so, his third year in, is that something like where is it? Is it really next year that you start to see LaMelo? Can, can we see it the second half? And, and and I don't want to get it twisted, too, by saying like LaMelo ain't it right now. I mean, he, he's still very good. He played well against the Lakers despite that loss. I thought he, yeah. he wasn't the reason at all why they uh, didn't come up with that win against L.A. But like you also have even the Michigan State ties, if you will, with different players between Jaron Jackson and Miles Bridges, both kind of like, can they be second banana? they are right now on this team trying to get to the postseason how much better can they get in order for them to compete in the postseason like there's some similarities between these teams young trying to get in and be there uh for years to come
1: i think too another thing when you do the the Lamelo comparison with ja ja has always had a massive chip on his shoulder and not to say that Lamelo does not have a chip on his shoulder but Ja, you know, the 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 Murray stayed and Come up's uh, different,
0: man. You're right you're about right.
1: that. Right. That's what I'm saying. And but you also see it in the way they are like I do very much think LaMelo has that dog in him. He does want it, but with Ja, you see him get chirpy with guys. He gets into altercations with guys. He gets fired up. You can see that, you know, even his performance against the Warriors to get them into the playoffs. He has a will and a mentality that he's not going to be denied. He's like, okay, you know, when the chips are down, he's like, forget all this, forget what you're talking about, forget what they're talking about, give me the basketball. We're going to make this happen. We're going to get there. If he sees things not going right, he's like, wait a minute. No, 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 let's get this right right now. We're not losing anymore. And so throughout the course of this losing streak for the Hornets, and it's not just on LaMelo to do this, but you want to see – a sort of chippiness from them, from the Hornets, where they're like, okay, look, we lost the last two games. We're tired of this. We're not losing again. And you can see it through different things. Like, maybe guys might get into a little bit of an altercation with the team. When you see guys starting to get fired up at each other just a little bit, and so I think that's another thing with too that sets him apart, that you can really just see the hunger and the desire that he has, and it kind of pours out onto the court at different times.
0: Man, it, it's a good point. And you look at Ja Heat on the same team with Zion Williamson and A.U. playing in South Carolina, where Zion is going to get attention over everybody. So you have no choice but to be second. And even then... Murray State, that's the only school that I guess gives you – I, I don't know enough of the story, but clearly he goes right. to Murray State because he wasn't getting all of these D1 offers. And so he goes there as even, a, I think, maybe a little bit of a later bloomer, maybe his sophomore year something like that. That's when he, he shows out, and it wasn't necessarily his freshman year that he comes in and shows out immediately, but has the good NCAA tournament game. And also the other point here, Wes, is both teams are young. You go to Charlotte's young roster, we mentioned Terry Rogiers on this team, Gordon Hayward's on this team. They had a Bismack Biombo, a Cody Zeller last year with lamello's first season. You go to the Grizzlies Ja don't have that you know mm-hmm. like he he's you know he had Jonas Valanciunas that gets traded, but now he's gone with the pelicans they they get Steven Adams, which is a an older guy into the league, but it's also not somebody that's going to take. The basketball from you you know nobody's uh-huh. doing that from jaw that's an older veteran right Kyle Anderson slow-mo ain't doing that um yeah. you know Tyus Jones when he gets action as a point guard he's not doing that like Gordon will you're gonna look to Gordon to score you're gonna look yeah. to Terry to score you know John ja Morant kind of had to grow up immediately with this team right. and LaMelo can take a little bit of his time. And to be honest with you, from a team building perspective, I'd rather have it the LaMelo way. If I'm Mitch Kupchak, if I'm James Brego, I'd rather have it to the point where I don't need him to grow up immediately. But it is impressive, the differences and the similarities, both extremely exciting. Ja way more explosive, a really good passer too, but LaMelo has elite passing skills. Um, right. and, and the shooting is a little comparable as well. But And we'll see who gets better as the, their careers go on. But- It is different situations, too, coming into these teams that do have a lot of similarities as well.
1: Yeah, definitely. And it's going to be a good matchup. These are two teams Mm -hmm. that are, you know, on the rise in their respective conferences. But Memphis a little bit more ahead because, as you said, they made it to the playoffs last year. They've gotten that taste of the postseason and what postseason basketball is like. And, you know, this is a, a scrappy team. And I think with the Hornets right now, now is the time to get scrappy. It's time to get a little chippy you right. know are you are you tired of losing do you want to get back you know on the snot and tonight is a night to do that against a Memphis team that you have to come in there and earn it they call it the grindhouse for a reason um you have to come which in there, is just a great victories. name
0: for an arena I mean, yeah the you have to
1: come in there earn victories against this team they're not going to give you anything and for the Hornets right now that's what you that's what you want to see like this team needs to transform into a team that you know they don't want to give you anything you have to earn each and every single bucket you have to earn each and every single defensive possession that you get against them and so mm-hmm. hopefully the hornets uh, get that mentality tonight and they've been sick of losing and they just come out and say enough is enough
0: once again great to have Wes brian on the lockdown hornets podcast we got to wait one more game before we see him on tv then we're going to hmm. see him Bally sports against new york you know, we'll that's have a list be-
1: for you too we're gonna have a list for you.
0: please do i we i will. mean i was i was sad to <laughs> see that now look it's a five game road trip so that's going to be like, I knew what it was coming into this week, but I do want to have the list, and then we're going to talk about it, break it down, see if I agree with it, and talk about what we should do if we need to make any alterations. But we'll get to that <laughs> coming on Friday against New York. And then we actually have a lot of home games, right? New York, Golden State, Washington, Indiana. Those games will be taking place in a week from Friday, November 12th to Friday, November 19th. So we'll see it back on TV. Friday, 7 p.m. tip against the New York Knicks, coverage even beginning before then. Also follow Wes on Twitter because he's got his hands in a lot of different stuff. ACC Digital Network, guy knows his college basketball and his college football around the area, too. Follow him on Twitter, at Wes Scott Range. Always a pleasure, man talk to you again no next doubt. week.
1: no doubt appreciate it man we'll do it again next week
0: always appreciate wes bryant joining us hopefully we can watch him on tv again when the hornets come back home from this road trip but at least we'll be able to talk with him again next week he'll be joining us every single wednesday west wednesday so it's a good day on the lockdown hornets podcast before we take one more break and go to the last segment i want to discuss two other things one go check us out on youtube I know Doug put out the episode that we had with Nick Carboni, kind of practicing, trying to figure out how we can put some more stuff on YouTube for us to gear uh, gear towards a daily podcast there where you can watch us via video. Also, at Lockdown Hornets, saw the tweet. We got a couple of Hornets tickets. All you need to do is post a screenshot of you subscribing to our channel on YouTube Reply to that tweet that we have at Locked On Hornets, and you enter a pool to win those two tickets that we have for you to be able to go to this New York Knicks game. So, some fun stuff there. Doug helping us out as well. Appreciate Doug, the OG. Also, want to remind you to check out Bet Online. We're back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to the new website updated desktop, or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code On. That's Bet Online, the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports where the game starts. We've got Nick Richards' audio coming up after he talked with media during shoot-around today. That's coming up next, the final segment of Locked On Hornets podcast.
1: This is Locked
0: On Hornets.
1: Did you just... We got food at home, Alperine Sengun. You literally just we we're not food.
0: going to McDonald's, not a we, we do. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Right. Look, I, Eddie Murphy out here. I'm, I'm Eddie Murphy right now. OK, I'm telling you, we're going to chop up the green peppers. We're going to put it in the hamburger meat and it's going to be good enough. It's time for more of the Locked on
1: Hornets podcast.
0: With the final segment of the Lockdown Hornets podcast, we'll listen to Nick Richards after he joined media to talk about some of the things that you might gear up for tonight against the Memphis Grizzlies and some of the things he can bring to this basketball team. He spoke with media today during shoot-around. Let's go first to how they can get back on track and the confidence that he has within himself and getting a lot more minutes playing perhaps his best basketball. Nick Richards talked about that earlier today.
1: Uh, I feel like I get more comfortable in every game. I feel like, oh. We're just trying to keep the game as simple as possible. That's what Coach is telling me. i yeah. my God I did my best to try make the most of the opportunity that opportunity that's given to me.
0: And I think most people realize that Nick Richards has been playing his best basketball. I'm not sure that that's something the Hornets want to rely on too terribly much right now because the most minutes he gets, it's like 15. Even if James Brego feels like that's enough and might say, yeah, get ready for heavy Nick Richards minutes, I guess that feels kind of heavy. Here's Nick also talking about rim protection and how big of a necessity that is for him to provide to this team and how important it is that he gets better at that.
1: Really big aspect of the team, you know, um... I feel like, you know, that's one of the real reasons why the coaches have to trust me to be on the floor is uh, for, for my ability to protect the rim. So I feel like it's just one thing that I'm just really keen on, really focused on when it comes to the game, you know, as in uh, no, no layers, no just do my best to protect the paint, and protect the basket.
0: I think most of us are saying preach right now with Nick Richards. Hopefully he can find a way to do that for this team sooner rather than later. And one of these guys, one of these big guys on the team, because PJ Washington going to be out for a little while, don't know if nick and mason are able to get it done we'll see if james Brego decides to address the center rotation any differently or even if he can address the center rotation any differently that'll do it for locked on hornets thanks again for joining us on the locked on podcast network also want to make sure you're checking out locked on bets your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs locked on bets hosted by your boy q with expert analysis and insight from lee sterling have a great rest of your day tomorrow we've got julian council coming up on the lockdown hornets podcast